You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Mickey Stott. I'd like to pay my respects to country and to all the elders past, present and emerging who've been part of the struggle for so long for sovereignty and self-determination. This week on Earth Matters, we'll hear part one of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne last week. In this episode, presenters Robbie Thorpe and Viv Marlowe speak with Jerome Small and Auntie Vicky Abdullah, a dual traditional owner from WA and co-chair of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, as well as former Greens MP and Gunitjamara and Gunai woman Lydia Thorpe. Okay, we're down here at um, the IMARC protest, which is at the convention centre, straight across the road from the Crown Casino. Um, probably a thousand people down here this morning, and, um, most of them off what they call swarming around town, and um, they'll be back in a minute. But um, I think it's a good um, start to this protest. And what's um, heartening to see is a lot of young people down here today, full of energy, folks. So standing up, I think it's important that we do stand up. It's critical become critical that we do and um, so I hope to see us all down here this could be a a game changer yeah we're going to find someone who can is going to fill us in about what IMAC is International Mining and Resources Conference and yeah what exactly is taking place inside the building hi Jerem hey Viv hey Robbie how's it going pretty good we're live here this morning just want to Fill listeners in a little bit about what exactly is taking place in there. What is IMARC? Yeah, so IMARC is the International Mining and Resources Conference. Uh, I think this is the seventh or eighth time that they've had it in Melbourne. And it's the biggest mining and resources conference that you're going to find in Australia all year. Um, if, you're, if you're concerned about climate change, if you put together BHP, Rio Tinto, Yang Coal, which is part of Chinese state coal, uh, Glencore, the world's largest coal trader, uh, who else have we got in there? Uh, Anglo-American. You add all of that up together and it amounts to, like people know about that list of the top 100 sources of climate, you know, greenhouse gases. Those 100 comp- companies between them have been responsible for 71% of all emissions since 1988. You've got 18% of global emissions right here in this building behind us down in South Bank. So if IMARC was a country, it would be the second biggest global emitter of CO2, of greenhouse gases. So it's the companies in here that, you know, basically count the most cash from burning the most carbon and heating the whole world. So that's one thing that's there. Another thing that's there, the two biggest groups, I suppose, for mining capital in there is carbon and or coal, really, and gold. And gold, I mean, I can't even understand why we have much of a gold mining industry. 50% of it goes to jewellery, 40% of it goes to gold bullion bars so that rich people can hoard their wealth. And the cost of that in terms of theft of land from Indigenous people, uh, in terms of the poison that gets put into waterways uh, and oceans and all the rest of it, um, it is just staggering around the world. So you've got companies in here like Newcrest, which is Australia's biggest gold company. They've... um, I mean, they operate all around the world. They're a bit famous in Indonesia because twice in the last decade or so they've called the mobile brigades in to put down 
Look, this is a notorious, fully armed part of the Indonesian police force that have come in and killed Indigenous activists who have been protesting outside of their gold mines in Togarachi in Indonesia. That's the sort of company that you've got in here. And Newcrest is actually on their social licence to operate panel. Like They're being held up as a great example that other mining companies should follow of how to get along with people and still make uh, you know, a shit tonne of cash. So that's a bit of a rave. But yeah, that's the sort of companies that you'll find in iMark. So today is just a day for them. It's a bit of a warm-up day for the, the conference. There's a few hundred immaculate suits going through and, and you know starting their schmoozing and all the rest of it. But tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, is when their full conference starts. That's when they've got Hugh Morgan. This is the bloke back in the 1980s, one of the leaders of the campaigns against Aboriginal land rights in the Bob Hawke years. He was one of the main anti-union guys. He helped to set up the HR Nichols Society, that anti-union, you know, union-busting group back in the 80s. Nowadays, he's Australia's, one of Australia's most famous climate change deniers. Like he says, no, there's no such thing, there's no problem here, just move along. And despite the, all of the mining industry saying, oh, that was the bad old days, we've changed so much, we care about Indigenous people, we care about the environment, Hugh Morgan, they've got him chairing one of their main sessions tomorrow morning on Tuesday. So that's the sort of conference that it is to give listeners an idea. And that's why there's, you know, there was a few hundred of us here before, people have wandered into town and... Hopefully there'll be, um, you know, some hundreds more of us here tomorrow just linking our arms and doing what we can to shut them down. Like a whole lot of Australian miners, like BHP, Newcrest, uh, Twiggy Forest, you know, his Fortescue, Gina Reinhardt, her Hancock prospecting, they've just been running rampant all over Latin America. Um, and uh, so Ecuador, which is the most biodiverse nation on earth, according to people that look at these things, the right-wing government in Ecuador has turned over something like 14% of it, the land area of Ecuador has been turned over to mining companies for exploration or development in the last four years. It's like 14% of your land area and the government's just handed away to these mining companies. So, And a lot of them are here at IMARC and a, a lot of them are Australian companies. So the Latin American Solidarity Network has called a protest for, I think it's 530 um, at uh, 2 Riverside Quay, so just up the street from here in Southbank, the PricewaterhouseCoopers building. They'll be having their galah dinner and shipping their champagne and doing whatever they do. And we'll be outside with, uh, you know, Indigenous mob and, you know, Latin American community groups just raising our voices and saying, come on, we've got to be able to do better than this, surely. And also that we stand in solidarity with... There's, you know, those amazing protests that people might have seen in Ecuador that swept the country. The government had to evacuate its own capital city in Ecuador at the start of October because the protests were that ferocious and the government ended up backing off on this whole austerity measure. So there's those protests going on. There's a massive protest in Chile at the moment. So, yeah, partly it's against the scumbags in here who back all of those right-wing governments. And, you know, a big part of it too, the positive side, I suppose, is... Um, having solidarity with the indigenous-led protests in Ecuador and the massive protests in Chile and all the rest of it. So that's Thursday night, so hopefully that gives listeners a bit of an idea what's going on. Thank you, Jerem. And thank you, Viv and, and Robbie um, and all of the you know indigenous crew have come actually from all over Australia to be here at this protest. Um, so, you know, yeah... You know, a lot of people here recognise that it's actually been Aboriginal people and Indigenous people around the world who have been at the forefront of fighting these bloody companies for years. Um, and it's great to, as Robbie was saying, to see some people get behind that and work out, look, if you guys get done over, 
all of us are going to get done over. And if you guys have a win, that flows through to all of us. So, you know, we're a little bit stronger when we stand together and hopefully see us all tomorrow morning. But thank you, Viv. Th thanks, Jerem, very much. All right. Yes. Okay, we're down here in sunny Melbourne uh, on the corner of um, the Yarra River and Clarendon Street. Right on the bridge. Beautiful little space. Polly Woodside at the back of us. We've got the convention centre. Is this the Bunwarong side? Yes. This is the Bunwarong side? Yes. And tell us the story, Rob, because you've told me a few times about Crown, the Crown Casino there and the story about Jeff Kennett. And yes. The Crown Casino came out of um, native title, would you believe? Because, you know, all, all um, riverbanks, they're crown land. They have to be crown land to be protected in that. So when the native title came down in Victoria, Jeff Kennett created a thing called the Land Titles Validation Act, 1999. And that's what, um, you know, he wiped out all, that, all the entitlements of Aboriginal people over the last, um, you know, struggle for our, our land rights. Native title was rubbish. But whatever it was there in terms of Crown land was sold off by Jeff Kennett and the Liberal Party. And, and Crown was... Casino was built out of that. So that really belongs to Aboriginal people, that place there. And well, if it's Aboriginal land, yeah, it all does. Well, in fact, it? everything does. You know, it's, been, it's been extracted from our <laughs> lands, all the wealth in this country, and on the, the backs and the blood of Aboriginal people. So that's why we're here today as Indigenous people. And we've always been against mining. The land is sacred to Aboriginal people. We say it's our mother and mining is raping our, our, our mother mm. land. So well, Maybe let's, let's talk about, I've heard um, a lot of people who defend this, um, um, you know, this mining industry and that when they talk about, oh it's going to be good for the town, we're going to have jobs and people will have employment. I don't think that's, you know, while that may be sort of somewhat there's some truth to that that's that um in the short term that perhaps people are employed um you know not everyone i guess but um i really think there is that's um not 100 percent not that's, true that's, that's, it's false <laughs> and the the, pro, the you know there's more to life than jobs and economy i'll tell you now most of the wealth that these mining companies uh extract goes overseas it's for, they're foreign investments folks None of it ends up here. Not for non-Aboriginal people as well. Minimal jobs, token jobs you get out of these things. And then, you know, the destruction of the environment is there forever. And people have got to live with that. And these multinational mining are getting away with, with murder and, 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 and destroying our environment and destroying our culture. So they haven't got any consent to occupy our land, let alone dig it up. And so, and I think everyone's realising and, and, and waking up that, that um, it's all going to have to change sooner or later. I want to um, introduce you now to Vicky, a sister girl from, where, you, where did you travel from today? Uh, Western Australia. Oh yeah, that's right, we're from the same place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell, um, tell everyone where, where, whereabouts. Um, I'm from the northern gold fields of Western Australia, um, Leonora, but my country is up near um, Yaleri, where um, um, the uranium, one of the four sites of the uranium in the northern gold fields. Okay. Yeah. Um, my family up in the Fitzroy Crossing there. Oh, well, deadly to see you 
Yeah, you know, country person over here. Yeah, no, today's a big day. Tell us why is it, why you came here. What's what does it mean to you? Um, like I said um, when I spoke on the panel the um, the other day, and you know it's amazing to come out and listen to people um, to hear about their um, things are going and um, talking about our issues back in WA. Um, yeah, because um, just um, caring for country because over in the last 40, 40 odd years um, my family and my ancestors were um, fighting for uranium to leave it in the ground and been coming over here and speaking and then hearing a lot of amazing people um, talking about other issues, what they got on their hands um, yeah, it's good to be back here in cold uh, Melbourne It is cold, isn't it? <laughs> Looks like it's sunny, but yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you've, you've got room to have that say since you've been here and express, you know, what, what it means from that, you know, country from home there? Yeah, um, I've sort of been campaigning and been an activist for nearly over 15 years and we need this um, turn um, for us people to just come out and be acknowledged and be talking about our country because, you know, we don't have the chance to... Um, speak about our country um, with um, uranium, waste dumps and other issues but most important is to talk about um, where you're from and Yuleri is a sacred place, very special place for me and my family and people need to hear about um, all our values and what we want for our country. Absolutely, Do you, um, what, how is native title? Can you just a bit of understanding what, how native title plays out because I know at home, you know, they've got native title. Mm. Have this I illusion, I guess, have this thing that elders understand or think that the land's going to be protected when we get this native title. How does it work? Um, how do well, you feel like here? Well, um, back home, we want our native title, but all our, um, some of the people, you know, they want to um, deal with mining companies like BHP um, is the main thing up in our area, but Chemico is um, one of mine at Yuleri and Kintyre. Um, they are the two main thing from Chemico, but BHP is giving, trying to um, get more, you know, bit of country and just sell it then, but you got people who are sitting on um, boards and directors and community, some of the community members, they, they, they just don't want nothing to do with um, a lot of stuff, what we want to do. But what would you, what, What's the message to them? What, what would you say to, to those countrymen and women there? Um, just look, if you're going to deal with mining companies, do it on your own, but as for me, I will look after country. I don't want no money, no big houses or anything I just all I want is to just look after country and be on country and um, you know it's, it's awful that divide that the occupier here the colonizer has done to our people is divided and created this situation where some are running with the the masters here and others want to defend what has been looked after for a very long time um, yeah. So, yeah, are you near, it's a new derby I'm, I'm just because I'm no, here it's straight life. down the middle Right then, okay. 
<laughs> you can't no, no, miss it. <laughs> there's stuff happening just all, all over. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you got to, to come in and, and, you know, yeah, speak about let us and share this information because that's what I feel we need to do is share information. And that's one great thing about community radio, I guess, we, we can do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, and using social media connects up in different ways now. But I think, you know, and then with the support of... What do you think of all of the mob here in Melbourne well, organising this stuff? Just so amazing. I mean, this is the first sort of time I came to something like this because we don't have much in Perth, you know, and coming here, you know, because I extended my flight, um, hopefully I'll come down tomorrow to have a look. <laughs> Yeah, but I think these young ones are too fast for me. No, we'll run together. I have our little black block. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, deadly. Thank you, sis. Um, Ricky? Keep come deadly back. and strong, and it's always going to be back here probably next month. Yeah. I'm mad. Yeah, stay in touch. He's a deadly too. <laughs> deadly. Keep Thank strong. You. And that was presenters Robbie Thorpe and Viv Marlowe speaking with Auntie Vicky Abdullah, a Jewel traditional owner from WA and co-chair of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. This week on the show, part one of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne last week. See if I can round up someone else for a yarn and talk about, you know, capitalism, earth um, destruction for profit. What's yeah. prof- profit? Yeah, no, it's profit. Short, profit. Short what term. is it? It's it's like um, it's a madness when you think about it, right? It's profit. Greed. It's greed. But if you're willing to for, to rob someone else, you know. It's it's just it's madness. It is madness, <clears throat> and then like it's selfie, it's greedy, it's ignorance. That's classic description of what this country is all about, you know. Like, if it wasn't for mining, where would it where would Australia be without raping the land? That's all they've ever done. Yeah, but you know that the alternatives. No one's just in here. At the conference they're going to be discussing the best ways to earth rape and profit, profit, profit. There must be alternative conversations going on about energy, minerals, or gold. I don't know. Is there? Well, Victoria. What are the alternatives, and where? Yeah, you know, this is responsible for the gold rush. All the desperados from the United States turned up here in the 1850s and basically destroyed Victoria. It was full of gold. This place here, you know, it's very much a part of our land. You know, just another mineral. It's, it hasn't got the same meaning as Aboriginal people have got, as white people have got for these things. It hasn't got the same value like that. And, and, and you know, what are you going to do with all this gold, white man? What do you dig it all up and, and do what with it? You, you, can prob- you can probably hear in the background, our listeners, um, the students and the big mobby marching across the bridge back over to the convention centre. We've been marching around, chanting, I guess, making sure the people inside or the few people that are starting to gather get the uh, message there are people here opposed to their um, to their evil plan. Their endeavours. A world takeover. Yeah. No, um, no, it's, it's, it's been a disaster since day one. Now, this is a sacred land. It doesn't get mined, OK? That's, that's just the bottom line. You're not welcome. 
you got no consent. And we've got a, we've got a, um, a special guest coming up here, none other than a former um, Northcote uh, MP, uh, Green. The first Aboriginal woman into yeah. Victorian Parliament. So I'll, I'll let you talk to Lydia. Lydia. Hey, Lydia. Hello. <laughs> Uh, you join the, the spirit of this gathering here today at IMARC to tell these um, earth rapers yes. what um, we think. What do you, what do you think? What, why, what's your thoughts on all this? Uh, we've got a bunch, we've got a few hundred people about to pass us right now. Lots of young people um, standing up for their future. I just think that it's absolutely um, criminal that these criminals are coming together to discuss the exploitation and absolute desecration of our land and waters right across the globe. Um, you know, we, we, we've got conservatives coming out supporting these movements now because people are starting to wake up that... If we don't stop this this mass destruction of our Mother Earth, then it doesn't matter what party you belong to, what job you've got, it's worthless. So, yeah, I, I turned up here this morning. I came in the back entrance of the convention centre and realised that um, I, was, um, I was surrounded by police because I was on the inside and not on the outside oh, with the protesters. Side. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> and they said, excuse me, Missy, you're here for the mining conference. <laughs> and I said, well, I am actually. I'm going undercover. <laughs> but I'm meant to be out there with the protesters. <laughs> and it just kind of sent a few alarm bells uh, off and I was escorted out. So um, we are on Boonwurrung country, as I understand. And um, these people are not welcome. So I'm sure that... Um, Wunwurrung people would be happy to do a unwelcome ceremony to these criminals. Yes. Um, I hope you can hear that the ambience of here. There's sirens, there's energy, there's chants. Um, while we got you, Lydia, uh, um, now, activism is important. You can see the it takes great organisation to pull off something like this. Where is Black Australia on our organisation skills? What's, what, what's the future? Where are we going? What's happening? Um, so, sovereign, we, sovereign hubs. Paying the rent. Pay the rent. Yep. Um, you know, there's not many blackfellas in this crowd because blackfellas are fighting for our everyday survival in their own communities. And we need to um, support a movement of black activists and black campaigners around the nation to continue to protect our lands and waters. Now, um, we're about to establish a first sovereign hub in Carlton, where a number of um, hopefully paid activists and campaigners, black activists and campaigners, will come together and strategize how we're going to stop these mass injustices against our people. Um, but we can't do this without people paying the rent because we don't want to put our hand out to government and we don't want to fill out any submission to any NGO that wants to control what we say. So we will only rely on pay-the-rent funds. Um, so whatever your influence, whatever um, 
you know, organisation that you're a part of start talking about paying the rent and it needs to go to this sovereign hub to enable our um, activism to continue and, and enable us to activate our own mobs and um, in a way that we're economically empowered to continue to do what we have to do. Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. We need resources need resources to fight back. Otherwise you get, you get caught up in the um, nine to five life surviving. Um, anything else you want to add? Are you speaking today or you got, you'll be back during the week? Um, yes, I, thought you I'll had... be, I don't know whether I'm speaking today. I think I might I be. Think you but, can if you want to. Yeah. Um, it's stolen land. We'll speak when we want to speak. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely speaking tomorrow. Yep. And yeah, we need, every, we need bodies here. We need numbers here. Uh, we need to show the full force of people power. So I encourage everyone to get down here, take the day off work, um, because you know there's yes. no jobs on a dead planet. And it's not often that and this it happens. starts with action like this. Yeah, and, and these, you know, the, the level of the people meeting here. Yes, I think yep. it's um, a must. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All okay, right. so Thanks, I'll see Liz. you all when you get down here. Yep. Thanks, Thanks. Lydia Thorpe. Reporting live from iMark in Convention Centre, Melbourne. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. This week on the show we heard part one of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne last week. In this week's episode, presenters Robbie Thorpe and Viv Marlowe spoke with former Greens MP and Gunichimara and Gunai woman Lydia Thorpe and Auntie Vicky Abdullah, a dual traditional owner from WA and co-chair of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance at ampha.org.au as well as Jerome Small. And don't forget to tune in next week for part two of this special broadcast. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in bringing you this program today and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous support. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy, Melbourne and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. That's all for now, but tune in next week for more environmental and social justice stories. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune into Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Those people who have no land rights haven't got justice, but neither do those people who have land rights have justice. You're listening to Community Radio Network around Australia, brought to you by 3CR Community Radio. So stay tuned.
as we bring you news, live updates, music and interviews with Aboriginal people from around the country. The only free body we have is the Aboriginal government on the grassroots and the Aboriginal embassy on the lawns outside the old parliament house. We will not go away. And as that stone rests in that mountain, and as our spirit rests in this country and over this country, we will not go away. Neither shall our power pass. And that's here forever until justice comes. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.